my advice would be this. Sit down and look at each day as 24 hours. Because if you don't look at it that way, you're going to be stressed out. Because now I got to go to work. Oh my goodness, now I got to do the business. Oh my goodness, now I got to do something with my husband. I mean, but if you sit down and map out those 24 hours, what you'll find is this. We waste a lot of time. What's good, you guys? I am D Lake, and you have just tuned in to Success On Demand, a community where we discuss how to make your dreams profitable. All right, you guys, today on the show, we have Faye of Naturals by Faye, and she's going to be telling us a little bit about her business and her background, as well as some of the things that she does to juggle regular day work and her small business. And Faye, I'll allow you to go ahead and introduce yourself now. Hi, everybody. This is Chef Faye of Naturals by Faye. I'm the owner and the chef here. I'm so excited to hang out with you guys today and let you know about making soap and being an entrepreneur. And thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> thank you so much for coming. And the first thing that I want you to just fill everyone in on is what is the story behind Naturals by Faye? Well, let's see. You know, I'm a talker too, so I have to stay on topic. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. In 2010, um, I woke up one day and found out that uh, my body had uh, what you would call broke out. Okay. I had spots uh, on my entire body except uh, the lower part of my legs and my face. Um, I spent a year at the dermatologist uh, just to find out that I was allergic to most chemicals that you would put topically on your body, a red dye and some trees. So I started using seventh generation. Uh, I hate to say that and it was really good, but it was expensive for my um, pocketbook at that time. So I said, <laughs> what can I do? I went to my father's garage, uh, got out a crock pot and a wooden spoon and I made my first bar of soap. And I said to myself, well, you know, I can make my own skincare products and then I don't have to worry about what's in it. So I did that for a little while until I started giving some of my bars of soap away to my family and friends. And they said, you know what? You should sell this. I'll buy it from you. Okay. <laughs> Naturals by Faye was born <laughs> with that first loaf of soap. So here I am uh, five, six years out. And my business is great, and I love it. Some people may not be familiar, because I heard in your story, and I've, I've already read up on your story. I'm very familiar with it. But some people aren't really familiar with um, what you mean by dye. So I would like you just to expand on that a little bit, just so people can understand why it was so important for you not to have those dyes on your skin. Well, um, I'll, I'll use the supermarket, for example. You know, I um, and my husband... <laughs> He's not listening, but I can tell this. I met him and he said, I'm not going to buy fruit from the fruit stand. I want to get my fruit from the grocery store where it's beautiful, where it's shiny and clean looking. Well, I said, you know what, babe? In order to make the fruit look that way, they put a wax on it and they, you know, wax it all up so that it stays fresh. <laughs> you know? Very true. Yeah. So I said, I personally buy mine from the fruit stand. You know, sometimes you'll see a bug a bit into it, but you know what? I don't want food that a bug won't bite. So same thing with soap. To make soap look really nice and pretty for the store-bought soap, they put a lot of dyes and um, 
chemicals in the soap uh, to smell good and to color the soap. So it's, it's the same concept they use for detergent that you do uh, wash your clothes with. So in order for me to be allergic, I'll say, for, to red dye, I found out that red dye was in a lot of the different colors of products that are out on the market. They use red in there to form blue, greens, and, and all the different colors. So in order for me to not break out and for me to be 100% sure I had to get myself away from uh, buying products on the market that were colored. So with my soap, I use a lot of herbs and um, things like that to color the soap. And a lot of people don't realize the amount of dyes that they put in the products to change the colors. Understood. And some of the some of the um, products in today's market really throw around the word natural because it can be a really lucrative um, part of the beauty industry. How would you define the word natural and how does it apply to your soaps and your butters? So natural uh, really can be a lot of things uh, to a lot of people. Uh, and there's lots of words out there that people have different uh, meanings for. But natural uh, means, uh, like for me in the instance of soap, natural soap is a soap that only uses oils and butters and... Um, herbs to color them. They don't use any type of uh, fragrance or chemicals to uh, make the colors. In order for it to be natural, uh, it has to have only oils, butters, and um, herbs, things like that. You can't use any kind of chemical to color it or to fragrance it. Okay. And how would you suggest um coloring your products or coloring your soaps or butters for other people who may be in the beauty industry or may just be trying to figure out a more natural way to color their products well you can use things like i've used <laughs> i've used peanut butter and soap um squash uh for yellow i've used um uh, uh sweet potatoes for the orange uh, turmeric for the yellows and the golds um I also use activated charcoal for the blacks and um, annatto seeds for uh, different colors. So beet, beet leaves, there's so many different ways that you can color natural soap. Wow. And half of those, oh, most of them are foods, you know, and I never would have realized that you could use those same things that are good for your body to put into products so that they're, you know, healthy topically on your body as well. Oh, yes, definitely. And now that we've gotten through the introduction, because I always like to just give people a good background of who's coming on Success On Demand, um, the next thing that I wanted to ask you is, what advice would you give business owners who want to be able to take their business to the next level as far as retail? Because I know that you're in a store now, which is, you know, a big congratulations. Thank you. And I know that people are wondering you're welcome how to get into that arena and and how to do it in a way so that it's not overwhelming how did you do that well to be truthful it i kind of like slipped into my products being on the shelf <laughs> at annie's beauty supply in st petersburg florida i'll give her a plug if you don't mind um so <laughs> i started out uh doing a lot of events uh because i had to figure out how to make this business uh you know the money work for the business so i started out doing a lot of events any kind of events church events um club events um i've, I've done uh clubs church uh stores um parking lot events um 
And I just kept doing a lot of events. And I said, you know what, sooner or later I need to get this soap in a store. So I sold the soap to a woman at an event and her name was Annie. Come to find out she was the owner of Annie's Beauty Supply. So um, she had a grand opening event at one of her stores and she said, you know what, you should be a vendor there. And I said, oh, okay, I guess I will. So I went there and I was a vendor. It was a very successful event. And she said, you know what? I really, really like your soap. You should sell your soap in my store. And I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I'm gonna be in a store. <laughs> so I said, yeah, I can do that. I don't know how to do it. I was honest, be honest with the store owner, but do your research. Thank goodness Annie uh, wasn't trying to cheat me. So she said, you know what? You can sell your soap in my store. Right now I'm not selling a lot in the store, but um, if you want to put your soap in there and if it sells, then I'll keep a little part of it and then you can get the rest. I was like, oh my goodness. Oh, wow. So I did that and here we are years. You know, my soap's been in that store a few years now, probably two or three years. And um, I, I love it. it. It's great, but let me just tell you, before you decide to put your soap in a store, because I do sell my soap online and I do have customers. You have to be sure that you're ready for that demand because I spend a lot of nights up making soap to make sure that I can have enough soap for my customers, for my online store, and for Annie's. So it's a lot of work. So before you go venture out there, make sure that you have the ability to keep up with the demand because it is your name at the end of the day. You don't want to know them, you know, Chef Faye of Nationals by Faye, you know, I order and, and she never has it. Um, so you just want to make sure that you're ready for the demand. Wow. And that's awesome advice. I was just going to ask you what people needed to know before they got into retail and you hit it right on the head. And that leads me to the next question that I have for you. How do you invest into your business, especially when it's first starting up or when you're, you know, trying to get to the point where your brand is where it needs to be to get into a store? Um, what advice do you have as far as how you invest into your business in the beginning? Well, for me, I didn't invest into the business. Like I said, I fell into my business, uh, but it's definitely my gift. But if I were to do it again, uh, my advice would be to prepare yourself. Um, you can't go broke in your personal life <clears throat> taking care of the business, excuse me. You have to make sure that you're prepared. Save up your money, uh, do a business plan, find out how much money it's going to take to start your business. Um, if it's going to be a business out, out of your home, uh, then you don't have all of that added expense. But if you're talking about taking the business um, elsewhere, you definitely need money. Sometimes you need a loan. But my advice would be this, before you decide you want to have a business, you have to have your personal finances in place. You can't have a business if you can't run your personal finance because it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of work. You have to be, you, you have to decide this. Don't go into your business trying to be rich you, because the first couple years, maybe two, three years, you're not going to pay yourself. All of that money should go back into your business. Um, because if you start out paying yourself, um, it just it just doesn't work. So you have to be committed to it. You have to be sure 100% that that's what you want to do. 
and you have to do it. Just don't pay yourself for it. That's the, the best advice I can give you is to not take a paycheck for the first few years and build up some money for your business. Wow. And people, um, people say that all of the time. And I'm happy that you touched on that point. When you say don't pay yourself, does that mean don't put the money that you earn back into the business? Does that mean um, don't pay for yourself to go out to a far event that may be in New York somewhere? Um, what does that really mean? What happens with that money? So a lot of times, like I personally didn't do events that took me out of my current area. I did a lot of online uh, businesses. I did for me, I did weddings and things like that. But um, if the business can't pay for the trip to New York, then it's not in the budget. It's no different okay. than your personal budget. Now, once you start making money and you know in order for you to do an event in New York, it's gonna take you $300 for the plane trip, you know, and these things, you can work that in. Because if I travel, I have people that call me now and they want me to go two hours out. You know, I add in all of the cost of my gas and, and me going there. And I make sure that I have a deposit. So there's lots of different little business tricks that you can do to make sure that the trip works. Sometimes I can blend it in with the vacation so that it's not all on the business. Like if I'm going to mm -hmm. New Orleans, maybe I'll have an event in New Orleans at the same time. Uh, I can write some of that off. So, you know, just little tricks like that. So when you get into business, hang out with people who are business uh, owners, entrepreneurs, because if you do, you find out all kinds of legal things that you can do to assist you in your entrepreneurship. Awesome, and I love that little tip about combining something you may be doing in your personal life and just you know knocking out two birds with one stone that was a really good tidbit oh thank you and the last question that i wanted to ask you was how do you juggle your day job in your small business because sometimes people think that and i was one of them think that they have to quit their nine to five just so that they can bring their business to life but in turn, you end up losing um, that steady income that you had. Not saying everybody can't make it, but I would like to know your insight and you know what you do to juggle your day job and your small business. So what I'll tell you is this. I've had this business for about seven years now and I'm married and I have a full-time job where I'm a manager. So I work more than 40 hours a week. And my advice would be this, sit down, and look at each day as 24 hours. Because if you don't look at it that way, you're gonna be stressed out because now I gotta to go to work. Oh my goodness, now I gotta do the business. Oh my goodness, now I gotta do something with my husband. I mean, but if you sit down and map out those 24 hours, what you'll find is this. We waste a lot of time. So what I do mm -hmm. to manage my day <laughs> is when I get up, when I open my eyes, I'm actually doing something. If I'm brushing my teeth, I'm looking at my orders or I'm, I'm reading uh, the, the emails from my customers. Uh, every time I'm doing one thing, I try to multitask with my business and my personal life. On my way to work, it takes me 45 minutes to an hour. I return phone calls and I um, recite things to myself. I brainstorm, come up with new ideas for the business. When I get to work, I give them eight hours or eight to 10 hours. When I get off work, I take the work shirt off, I put my business shirt on, and I'm in the car, snap my uh, <laughs> my magnetic name on the side, and I'm in business mode. 
On my way home for that hour, I do my business phone calls. When I get home, I make soap. I do things. My husband gets home. I feed my husband, spend time with my husband. When he goes to sleep, guess what? You're an entrepreneur. So the store is open. So then I start doing my business stuff. I decide how many hours of sleep I need and I work right up until that time. Then I sleep, wake up and do the same thing again. You have to be focused. You have to do that. You have to. You can't forget that you have a family. You can't forget to go to family events. Sometimes you have to just work off of a calendar and just get it all in. And that's how you juggle family, entrepreneur and you. Cause you have to give yourself time. Sometimes you have to shut down. So what you do in that 24 hour time frame, make sure that you give yourself time, whether it's for a workout, a short walk, hang out with your friends, um, you know, uh, put yourself in some groups uh, that with people who actually think like you think, and, and then it works. It actually works. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a product right now. It actually works if you do it that way. And that sounds like a foolproof way to just make sure that you're getting everything in in the day because I've been overwhelmed sometimes when I think about having to be at work for eight hours and then knowing that I need to do at least four hours in my business but then they say you're supposed to get eight hours of sleep and then all this other stuff and you know sometimes if you're not organized it can become overwhelming so I think that tip that you just gave us will definitely help some of us out especially some of us who um, love our sleep but need to you know get that kick in the butt to say hey you know um sleep may have to be on the back burner for a little while not saying you know <laughs> don't go to sleep at all but at least um you know put your business first make it a priority after the things that have to come first um and as as we come to our closing um i just wanted to ask you the two hot questions which we always close the podcast with and the first one is what is the one thing you wish you had known when you started your business? Well, I wish somebody would have told me what I was just thinking uh, from the last question I answered is um, work now and sleep later. <laughs> hashtag. That'll definitely be the hashtag for this podcast. Thank you. <laughs> so thank you so much for that one. And then the last question that I wanted to ask you was what is next for Naturals by Faye? What's next for Naturals by Faye? Um, one thing we forget, and I, I should have said this earlier, is just like you have a plan, a long-term goal, short-term goals for your personal life, you should do the same thing for your business because a business without goals is a closed-door business. And that's what I'll tell you. So what I have for Naturals by Faye is in the next six months, I want to have my product in two more stores or farmers markets or anything like that, a beauty supply uh, salons. And then in the next year to, well, one to five years, I want to have my own store. So I want to see Naturals by Faye on a store, on a door. So that's my long-term goal. My short-term is getting my product in at least two more uh, locations. So just make sure you have goals. <laughs> Definitely, and I heard you mention that before. Where can people find you on social media and your website? 
I am on every form of social media you can think of. Instagram, <laughs> Facebook. I have my own .com. It's actually called naturalsbyfaith.com. N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S by Faith, F-A-I dot com. Naturalsbyfaith.com. Awesome. And as far as your social handles, are they all the same? They're all like just at Naturals by Faith? Yes, at Naturals by Faith. Okay, awesome. And I'll go ahead and tag that in the bio of this podcast just so that people um, can make sure that they go ahead and follow you and check out the new soaps that you have because I know I have a million of them at home. <laughs> so I definitely stand by Naturals by Faith products and I was just so excited to have you on the show. I knew you were going to give us a lot of nice little tips and tricks for business. And you're a great example of how to really make your small business happen, even if you still have a day job and how to make goals for when you don't have that day job anymore and what will be the next thing for your business. So I really appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. Hi, I'm Chef Faye of Naturals by Faye. You've heard my story here first on Success On Demand. All right, you guys, and that's it for today's episode of Success On Demand. Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, I'm your host, D-Lake, and check us out on dlake.com and on the Apple Store and the Google Play Store. Catch you next time.